sports? Do you like beer? Do you love sports and beer? Then you're exactly where you need to be. This is the Hughes Views and Brews Show on 1252 Sports Chicago. Cheers. Happy Monday night, everybody. Welcome on in to Hubes Views and Brews. With 1252 Sports, you can see us on my Facebook, on the 1252 Facebook. You can also see us on YouTube and on Twitch, and you can hear us on Spotify each and every week. You can always go back to those and catch up on um, previous shows. We've been doing it for a while. I think I've been doing this since April, so we're coming up on a one-year anniversary. So we will uh, discuss that as we go along. Hope you all had a great, great weekend. I went to I went to check my mail right before I got here, dumbass. It's uh, a holiday, President's Day. They decided years ago to combine them. It was Lincoln's on the 12th and Washington on the 22nd. And that was always nice when we were kids. We got both of those off. Then again, I'm really old. Um, and uh, so now it's just President's Day. So um, a lot of people had President's Day off and hope you enjoyed your day off. Went out to breakfast with um, my girlfriend, Linda, and I couldn't believe how crowded the place was. And uh, I said, I couldn't understand. And she goes, it's President's Day. I said, oh, that's right. Everybody's got the day off. So I uh, hope you enjoyed your day off. Get ready for work. It's going to rain for a couple of days. It's going to be snowing. And who knows? It, it is Chicago. It is Illinois. Uh, you got weird weather all the time. And that's what we get here. But that's why we love it. That's why we love the Midwest. Uh, unless you're one of those people that complains all the time about the cold. Um, Years ago, I came up with the thing, you can only complain one way or the other. You can't complain when it's too cold and then complain when it's too hot. So I only complain when it's too hot because you can only take off so many clothes, especially when you have a body like mine. Uh, you can only take off so clothes. I'm not the guy standing outside doing yard work with my shirt off for two reasons. One, I don't like yard work. Two, nobody sees me with my shirt off unless you're a close personal friend or um, a female who's really interested. And there's only one of those right now. And sometimes I wonder if she wants to see me turn those lights off. But anyway, um, so we've got a lot to talk about. I had an interesting weekend, went to a, this would have been an interesting weekend if I was 44 or 34. I'm 64. I had a beer fest to go to on Saturday. We'll talk a lot more about the Westmount Winter Beer Fest. And then on Sunday, I went up to breakfast with my high school buddies. I had three of them, and actually three that graduated with me will all turn 65 this year, and one that's a year younger, turned 64, two and a half hours of breakfast on Sunday morning. Then I went over to uh, Linda's daughter's house, and her son-in-law had come up with 13 different bottles of hot sauce, and we were taking chicken nuggets and dipping them in all the different hot sauces. And um, they were going from, you know, mild to hot to very hot. And then the last one was ridiculous. And our tongues were on fire. And we were just soaking our mouths with water. I know, milk works. And for one of the uh, one of Linda's sons found out that Greek yogurt works real well, too. Takes away the sting from hot wings and uh, hot sauces. But it was a really, really fun weekend um for me hopefully everybody had a good weekend it was a, a nice weekend out 
and uh, hopefully you had a good time. Most of the snow melted. It will be coming back. Um, some of it will. Who knows? Again, we deal with it, right? We deal with it. So it is Hubes, Views, and Brews, and I mentioned in the second half of the show, we'll talk some beer. Uh, no beer guests today, but we will have beer guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. Next week, we hope to have the owner and brewer from um, um, from Brother Chimp on, Brother Chimp Brewing, out in Aurora, and I'm hoping to stop out there this week. And then in two weeks from now, we're going to have Heather with uh, First Forest Brewing. And um, they were where Blue Nose Brewing was uh, over in Hodgkins. They closed, but they're still brewing beer. Had a chance to see them at the Westmont Winter Beer Festival. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But I thought it was appropriate, since I'm going to have Brother and Chimp on next week, to have uh, one of the box of chocolate beers. I had one of them last week, a chocolate cream. This is a vanilla cream, and it's a combination, if you weren't here last week or if you forgot, uh, eight different breweries combined on four beers for Valentine's Day, and they called it the Box of Chocolates. And this one is an imperial milk stout with cocoa nibs and vanilla bean. It's a 10.5%, and the two breweries are Oswego Brewing, which, again, I hope to get on. We had some of the beer from Oswego Brewing at the Beer Fest and from Brother Chimp Brewing. So I'm going to open this one and enjoy, again, an imperial stout, 10.5 alcohol by volume. After all the beer I had this week, this will be my only beer of the night. So I'm going to enjoy every single bit of it, um, as I always do. Um, it's funny. All beer, rarely do I taste a beer that I just, eh, not feeling it. Unless it's a beer with coffee in it, because I'm not a coffee drinker. And um, rarely do I actually pour a beer out. It's almost sacrilege to pour a beer out. It's like, you know, you bought the beer. You should at least drink the whole beer. But there are times I just can't do it. I had one the other day and I said, you know what? This just doesn't taste right. And I got rid of it. But this vanilla cream, um, I'm sure this is going to taste right. Let's give it a, a sample. Oh, very good. And with the cold weather, you get the stouts and the stouts are great. Um, I guess you would consider this, as Josh Noel from the Tribune would say, a pastry stout, stout with all of the flavors in it. Um, but it's really tasty, and uh, they all were. Every one of them. I have one more from the box of chocolates four pack, and um, it, I will not be drinking that today. But uh, this one's really good. I'll have it throughout the course of the show. So we'll talk sports. We'll get into beer, run uh, some our sponsors. We'll do a little what's up, Fred's can. An interesting situation popped up today. It was the only time today I yelled at anybody, and. Uh, which I guess as a 64-year-old guy who yells at the clouds, you know, um, that's okay. Earlier this week, I posted a thing on Saturday going into Sunday. And I said on Twitter and on Facebook, I said, being retired, I don't have to force myself to watch the NBA slam dunk contest or the NBA All-Star game later today. And I got one response from a guy that said, Fred, you're retired? You never mention it, you ass. Uh, but anyway, everybody else was kind of kind of cool. Um, that was the only time I got a little aggravated and frustrated over the weekend. Yeah, me yelling. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll get to the uh, what's up, Fred's can. And um, so I did not watch any. I did not see one slam dunk. <clears throat> I did not see. I did see some highlights from the game. 
I did see some highlights from the 75 uh, 75th anniversary of the NBA. Michael Jordan showing up and everybody's going crazy. Of course, why wouldn't you? For the greatest player of all time, Michael Jordan. LeBron James, number two. Uh, I don't know about that. But then again, that's a whole long discussion for another day when you're drinking beers at a bar with your buddies. Um, did not watch any of that All-Star weekend. I really don't watch any of the All-Star games. Here's a question from Matt. He said, of all the All-Star games, which is the best? Well, I, in my opinion, the best is the baseball All-Star game, okay? Because they actually have to go on out and play. In the Pro Bowl, you saw they don't even tackle. They just kind of bump you, and they, they should just have flags. Yesterday, early in the game, uh, people were telling me guys were just walking down the lane, four or five steps down the lane. Nobody was guarding anybody. I know at the end of the game, they do play a little bit of defense. The NHL, I think I think all of the skills competitions are better. They should not even play games. They should just have skills competitions where the guys are trying to play against each other. If you did that and did that on the other day, I don't think anybody would miss the games. But the baseball all-star game, in my opinion, that's the one that's got the true tradition, um, been around forever. And uh, I think you love seeing the players from your local team play and things like that. So that's the only one I even pay attention to is the uh, MLB All-Star game. Um, we'll get to baseball in a second because there's nothing to talk about with them. But apparently they are meeting most of the day today. Um, they should have been doing this again. We'll talk about that in a second. We, they should have been doing this months, a month and a half ago. But anyway, basketball, the Bulls resume their season, and they're tied for the top spot in the Eastern Conference. They're right there playing very, very well with a lot of guys out. Caruso's been out. Lonzo Ball's been out. Zach Levine's been out, but he's going to be ready to be back on Thursday. And they got a tough couple games on Thursday and on Saturday, both of them at the United Center. And if you got tickets for these games or, or you're just going to be watching them, they should be great games because you get to see Atlanta and Trey Young on Thursday. And on Saturday, you get to see John Morant and Memphis. And John Morant's one hell of a player. So much fun to watch. And um, looking forward to both of these games coming up this weekend. And um, the Bulls are getting Zach Levine back. They have DeMar DeRozan. Io is playing so well for a first-year guy, the kid out of Illinois, the kid um, from the south side, from the public league. And um, they have – everybody talked about how the Bulls needed another big man. Well, the Bulls have picked up Tristan Thompson. He is going to be with the team. He was released from his previous team. He is going to be with the Chicago Bulls. He is a guy that can rebound. He's a guy that can get the boards. He's a guy that can go down low and do some of the work they need their backup guy to do. He's better than a Tony Bradley. I like Tony Bradley's hustle. I like how he tries. He's just not as good as a Tristan Thompson. And I think that was a great pickup uh, for the second half of the season for this playoff push and see how the Bulls do. I'm eager to see what happens and how they play over the next several weeks. I'm expecting it to be good because they've been playing well. Colby White's been hitting his outside shot. Outside shots are tough. They're like anything else you get on streaks. He had a really bad streak for a few games where he wasn't hitting anything. Then all of a sudden, Kobe White starts hitting everything. And <clears throat> he, he he had a couple of really good games. I know in the first uh, quarter, I think he had five or six uh, in one of their last games. So I'm looking forward to seeing the Bulls, uh, Kobe White. DeMar DeRozan's just been spectacular. Um, it's just been a lot of fun to watch. And after years of frustration with Bulls basketball, and with think about it, frustration with a lot of the other sports here in town which the way the Blackhawks have been playing of late, 
um, with the um, the Cubs not doing uh, not doing things and then losing all the the majority of their team. The White Sox getting to the playoffs but not going further. You get a chance to see what the Bulls have been doing. It's been a lot of fun to watch this season. Um, there's no doubt about it. Um, there's another question from Matt and Shorewood. Uh, should I put money on DeRozan for an MVP? I was all set to do that the other day. It just seems like it would be wasted money only because Joel Embiid is so good. And I know if you've listened to me before, I don't watch the rest of the NBA. I only watch Bulls games because I don't care about the rest of the NBA. I don't really like the style of play a lot of teams have in the NBA. I still struggle to figure out how you can have a 20-point lead and lose by 10 or 15. It it boggles my mind. Um, but I would love to see DeMar DeRozan get some votes, but I don't see him winning. So if you want to put a little a little money on him, why not? I know there's still high odds because of what Joel Embiid has been doing, um, but there's nothing to say that he can't win the MVP. Um, if you're not going to put money on Joel Embiid and you're looking for a long shot, I think DeMar DeRozan is a good one to put your money on. So Tristan Thompson coming to the Bulls. They play on Thursday and Saturday. They get a couple days off after the All-Star game. Everyone's talking about what happened yesterday, and I was not watching Michigan and Wisconsin. I've not really watched. Sorry to the guy that commented to me on uh, 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 Twitter, but I'm really not watching a lot of sports since I'm retired. Um, but I'm watching enough. I'm watching Chicago stuff, and I'm you know looking forward to baseball and all the other stuff, and cannot wait for the Bears to start making some personnel moves with Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham and all their guys putting together a team that's going to be playing in the upcoming season. But I did see, as everybody did see, around the world, it seems now, you see it on YouTube and on Twitter and on Facebook, um, Juwan Howard takes a swing at a Wisconsin assistant coach. <clears throat> the whole thing is, it's funny, people get upset with, let me take another sip of this, people get upset with baseball and their unwritten rules. Hmm. Here's um, Michigan down 15. They're still pressing um, the Wisconsin Badgers' backups and reserves. So Wisconsin takes a timeout with 15 seconds left. That kind of rankled uh, Juwan Howard. So when the game was over, the uh, handshake line, they're going through. And uh, Greg Gard, the coach of Wisconsin, shakes the hand of a couple of, of Michigan players. And he gets to Juwan Howard, and Howard's starting to walk past him. And apparently he took his mask down and said something to Greg Gard, and he was going to keep walking by him. Greg Gard basically put his hands up and stopped him. I've heard so many people today, well, you know, you should never put your hands on another man. You know what? That's crap. This was <clears throat> this was a handshake line after a Big Ten basketball game. If you have a problem, stop and tell him and discuss it right there. And Greg Gard wanted to explain why he called the timeout. Um, they were down to four seconds, I think, to inbound the ball and uh, get it over half court, and he said they called the timeout. You get the full 10 seconds back. That's what they were trying to do, and um, I understand it's petty, but it's basketball, and if you're the coach of young men, especially a college coach, you cannot do what Juwan Howard did, okay? So Juwan Howard and Greg Gard get into it. Um, Howard, then everybody's pushing and shoving, and Howard actually takes a swing with an open hand or a close, whatever you want to say, takes a swing at an assistant coach from Michigan. So right before the show, uh, I found out that Juwan uh, Howard gets a five-game suspension, $40,000 fine, guard no suspension, and he is fined $10,000.
I was just surprised. People kept saying, um, you shouldn't be getting in his way. You're stopping his progress. Listen, it's two coaches that have just got done coaching a basketball game. And if you can't stop and discuss it with a coach there, what kind of child are you? And that's what I think Juwan uh, Howard showed is that he was a child, absolute child. If you're upset with that, you let him know that right there. And, you know, your team lost by 15. You, you're supposed to be a bigger person than that. You're a coach, again, a coach of young men. And as it turned out, you had players swinging at other players, and it was terrible. Um, I just don't understand how – and I understand. I think the suspension's fine. Five games the rest of the regular Big Ten season. He'll be ready to coach in the Big Ten uh, conference postseason. So um, it's not a big deal, but he had to get some kind of suspension. But I was just surprised so many people. Oh, you can't touch him. Listen, they're in a they're in a handshake line. You're supposed to be shaking hands, which would be touching the person anyway. The person who coached against you is deciding to say something and blow you off and walk right past you like a child. And um, – Stopping him and trying to explain why you did what you did, I don't have a problem with. But then again, everybody, there's two sides. And thank goodness for this happening this week or, you know, on Sunday for all of the Sports Talk Radio. And I didn't listen to any today. And I do, I religiously watch, uh, pardon the interruption, with Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon, especially when I'm doing a show on Monday. I always watch them. And they talked about it, too. And Michael Wilbon talked about you never should put your hands on another man, another individual. And, okay, fine. I understand that. It's not like Greg Gard, about a foot shorter than Juwan Howard, was going to punch him or punish him. He just wanted to get his point across. And um, Juwan Howard should have understood that. Instead, he didn't. And uh, that's why. But for Sports Talk Radio, all day long today, that's all they talked about. ESPN TV, all they talked about. All of the Twitter, how many times did we see it? And every single person that has reported over the last two hours what the fines and suspensions are. It's like one of the things in Sports Talk Radio is you always got to get that one thing. There's that one little thing in it. Everybody rides it. And that's tough to do when you don't get them. And now with the NFL over and baseball not ready to play and the NBA and NHL playing, and that's it. You got NASCAR started yesterday. A rookie wins uh, the Daytona 500. Um, you've got soccer starting, and I'm going to get to that in a second. But you've got to come up and got to be creative with what you talk about on the radio, in Sports Talk Radio, to hold on to your listeners until things start happening again. And we'll see how the stations around that do that. Isn't it... Uh, <laughs> Bear fan Bob says, isn't it great to talk uh, sports and drink beer? Yes, there's no doubt about it, Bear fan Bob, as my internet slows down a little bit. Uh, yes, it's always great to uh, do this. Mm. So anyway, I got that out of the way. I got Tristan Thompson out of the way. We talked some Bulls. Major League Baseball and the Players Association trying to figure out how they can come to an agreement. Um and again, they went most of the month of February, or at least up until now, without really talking much. 15 minutes here, 10 minutes here. What kind of idiots are they? That's basically just a question. I think we all know what kind of idiots they are. They're rich billionaire and millionaire idiots. Okay, they're fighting for extra money for players in their first and second years that are playing well. Okay, but 
it doesn't really seem to make a whole heck of a lot of sense. You're not going to be ready to play at the right when the regular season starts. Spring training games starting March 5th, that's already been pushed back. Pitchers and catchers were supposed to report last week, that obviously pushing back. So you're not getting any of those things. So the whole thing with baseball is they've got to figure out, you had months to do this. From the time the season ended until, you know, you had all this time around the holidays in January, you didn't get together and talk. It's so silly. And as a baseball fan, people ask me all the time, what's your favorite sport? Someone asked me just the other day at the Westmont Winter Beer Fest, what's your favorite? I think his name was Kyle. He said, what's your favorite sport? I said, baseball. Baseball is always my favorite. Then I go to football. Soccer's in there somewhere. And uh, then the other sports, probably the NBA and hockey and things like that. But I am a baseball guy. It's the longest season. It goes all the, all the way through. You would think football now is the longest season because it goes so long. And the football, um, well, the football calendar begins on March 16th, I think it is. Wednesday the 16th or the 18th or something like that. And a lot of things will be happening for the next couple of uh, months. A lot of people, a lot of football writers talking about moves the Bears can make. But the baseball players and the baseball players, um, the owners and the Players Association, they got to figure it out. I know it is a lockout. It doesn't matter to me if it's a lockout, if it's a strike, whatever it is. Get your asses together. Talk it out. Figure out what you can do at a minimum to get back and start playing uh, spring training because I do not want to see any games missed. For my White Sox, I don't want to see any of the White Sox games missed. I want to see actually what the Cubs are going to do and how they're going to put a team together. Are they going to go on out and try to get a Carlos Correa? I mentioned that months ago, two months ago on ESPN. I said I thought that was a possibility. At first, I thought he was going to Detroit because A.J. Hinch was in Detroit. They, you know, He uh, coached or played for A.J. Hinch when he was down in Houston. I thought that's where he was going. Some of the other guys had signed early. Are the White Sox going to go after a Michael Conforto? What are they going to do in right field? How about second base? What's going to happen there? So there's a lot of different things that I cannot wait to talk about in baseball. But right now, none of it's happening because of this lockout. And it's really, really frustrating as a sports fan. So you have to look elsewhere. Last week, I had a chance to be on the uh, Cigar in Chicago Sports Show with Steve Cass and um, Phil Sullivan. And Steve's a big NASCAR fan. He invited me over to have a cigar and watch some of the Daytona 500 at The Place Cigar Shop in downtown Downers. I didn't get a chance to go there yesterday. I will definitely get over there. I'm trying to bring some of my cigars that I've had here bring them back to smokable and, um, you know, maybe sit in the backyard while I'm burning documents like a movie or something, right? Burning uh, tax documents and forms and everything else like that. So I don't have to shred everything. I'm getting tired of shredding and carrying out big bags of shredded uh, paper uh, to the recycling um, uh, pickups. But um, yeah, so NASCAR's NASCAR was fun. And for those who don't know, I gave NASCAR a chance, just the same way I gave soccer a chance years ago. And what I did with NASCAR was I gave it a chance. I watched the race. On Mondays, I watched the professionals break down the race. They would have a half hour or a full hour show breaking down the race, what happened, the tire changes, all the other stuff, uh, who was right, who was wrong. And I got into it. And then when the chase for the championship happens, a lot of the races go up against the NFL. And I said, okay, stupid. 
I'm not going to watch any of this. Why am I going to watch a sport all the way up to their biggest raises and then say, okay, the NFL's playing. I can't watch NASCAR. So now I just watch it as enjoyment sometime. I got nothing else to do. I may turn on a NASCAR race. Um, so we'll see. They are just season just underway. Daytona 500, their biggest race, their first race of the season. That was last week. So you'll have Las Vegas coming up, usually Pocono coming up and a lot of other races. So MLB, we talked about that. No football. Um, you will have the NFL and all the plans the NFL is going to be making, bringing new players in, all that kind of stuff. I, can, I am eager to see what they're going to do. Uh, Mike uh, from 1252, NASCAR, and plus naps. Yes, you can fall asleep. And, you know, they're going around the track a certain number of times, 250 times around a uh, two-mile track for a 500-mile race. You know, you fall asleep at lap 40, wake up at lap 126, you're okay. You missed a little bit, but you got a lot more you can catch up on. Um, I'm eager to see what the Bears are going to do. I'm eager to see what Ryan Poles and the Bears Brain Trust is going to do. We're going to give them the, the tag of Brain Trust until they prove that it's not worthy. Uh, we'll see what happens and what they can do. I'm eager to see, but... I am not going to watch the XFL. And I've seen a couple things. I told you how much I watch, uh, pardon the interruption. And they mentioned it last week, okay? Mike says the hum of the car is just like Jim Nance, perfect nap sound. I agree. Jim Nance, one hell of a guy. Go on uh, YouTube and look for Fred Hubner, Jim Nance. You'll see us playing uh, Golden Tea along with Mike North at the old um, Score Studios. But, uh, yeah, his perfect sport is golf. Golf and or tennis and um, not a fan of him doing football. But that's another story. Um, but I'm not going to watch the NFL. I was watching um, Kornheiser and Wilbon last week, and they were saying, you know what? They've tried it over and over and over again to play more of these games. And uh, I know The Rock is getting involved with a league. And you got the XFL. And they keep trying because they figure people love football. They're going to come out and watch this. They're not. They just want to watch the NFL. That's why the NFL is adding more games. That's why this year they had 17. They'll eventually add it to 18 regular season games. Um, and then, then the Players Association uh, in the NFL is going to have to figure out how they feel about playing 18 regular season games. The last thing I want to see is 18 games and then players taking time off because there's too many games leading up to the playoffs. And they'll figure – they may extend, who knows, maybe they extend the playoffs again. Um, the NFL knows they're just printing money, and uh, it's it's a wonderful sport. The NFL is a, a wonderful sport. I know people that love college football don't really like watching the NFL. They don't they don't like the, the caliber of play, but I'm an NFL guy, don't watch college football, and I cannot wait for some of the players uh, jumping around from team to team and what the Bears are going to be able to do as they build up to their next uh, season. Okay, soccer. And I got a couple minutes to talk soccer, then we're going to hear from our sponsors and talk some beer. But the Chicago Fire soccer team moved a couple years ago from Toyota Park, which at that time was SeatGeek Stadium, and then they moved out to uh, Soldier Field. I got a question here. Um, love, you love soccer. What do you think about the Chicago Fire getting uh, Shakiri? And that's what I'm going to talk about, Lucas. I'm glad you jumped on in. Um, the Chicago Fire this year bring in a new head coach, okay? They bring in Ezra Hendrickson, a guy that has played in the league as a defender, 
And then what do they do? They go on out and get a, a center back, a guy they need in front of the goalkeeper. Okay. Their goalkeeper is a young, uh, real young, really good young player from the area, 18 years old. He's fun to watch. They get Raphael Shisus, and um, he's from Cologne, Germany. He played in Cologne. He's going to be in the middle of that back line defensively. That's wonderful. He maybe will be with uh, Mauricio Pineda, a local kid. I want to say out from here from Bolingbrook. Then they go get uh, Kachper Przbilko. And that's, I know it's uh, Shabilko. But he is a guy that can score goals. He's done it for Philadelphia Union. He's done it throughout MLS. And then they make the signing official today. They bring over the uh, Switzerland international, uh, Zerdan Shakiri, a guy that can score goals. He's done it in World Cup games. He's done it over in Europe. And he is a guy that can score goals, something the Chicago Fire has needed. So you bring in goal scorers, okay? Um, Shabilko, you bring in, you bring in Shakiri. You've got guys that can score goals. And then they also bring in a young Mexican uh, designated player. Okay. He's a Mexican winger. He's going to be coming over to the Chicago Fire in May, May 1st. Uh, his name is Jairo Torres. He's 21 years old. And it's really nice getting a young player who can play. He's been playing with uh, Atlas uh, FC in uh, Liga MX. And uh, the Chicago Fire are making some moves. And they've got some other players I like in the midfield. They are very, very excited about their upcoming season. And when I say upcoming season, I really mean it. Their first game on Channel 9 is 5 o'clock Saturday. They play Inter-Miami down in Miami. Good place to start the season when you're starting in February, okay? They play their first game this coming Saturday, 5 o'clock, Channel 9. Uh, I think Tyler Terrence will be doing the game along with Tony Miola on Channel 9. Uh, Inter-Miami against the Fire coming up on Saturday. Then their home opener is March 5th at Soldier Field. I got a feeling they're going to get a lot of people out there, a lot of interest, especially when they bring this Hispanic winger when he's here in May. The Hispanic soccer fans are going to come on out and cheer for this guy. Um, if you're a Chicago Fire soccer team, you got to get excited. I was talking to some Chicago Fire fans at the Westmont Winter Beer Fest, Rodrigo Valencia and a couple other guys. Um, Lucas, I did the Fire games for a while. I'm retired, Lucas. I'm doing this, and that's it. I'll talk about Fire soccer games as long as they win some games. I will definitely talk and probably get some Chicago Fire guests on because uh, I love the sport. I love watching the Chicago Fire, especially when they're winning, when they're exciting. Um, but uh, Tyler Terrence, a good young guy. They had a nice podcast throughout the course of the offseason called the Intercontinental Football Show, I think it was called. I'm off a little bit. But it was Tyler Terrence and Arlo White. They did a great, great job keeping you up to date with how the Fire were putting their team together. And uh, I think they'll also be doing a good job throughout the course of the season. So. Um, Keep an eye on the Chicago Fire. If you're not a Fire fan, maybe we can pick a day or pick a night when the Fire are playing, and you come out out to Nick and Ivy, have a few beers, watch the Chicago Fire soccer game. We'll uh, enjoy it and just get down and sit down and watch the passion that soccer actually brings. And I know some people right now, if my brother was here, he'd say, passion? We were talking about, you know, uh, NASCAR putting you to sleep. A lot of soccer fans don't like soccer either. The difference between the two, NASCAR takes about four and a half hours. Soccer's over in two. Game starts at five. They'll be over by seven. And it's a two-hour game. 
the youth of America likes quick games, uh, just enough to have a beer, a couple beers, and then go on out to finish the rest of your day. So we'll talk to Paul Ivnick and see if we can get a Chicago Fire night out at Nick and Ivy and watch a Chicago Fire soccer game. I think that would be awesome. Lucas says a new fire slogan should be lighted up. They've got, I know they got a slogan out there. I forget what it is, but uh, they're actually Jamie Chin and their their PR people and media relations people doing a great job putting up videos when they sign the new players. And uh, I'm eager to see the season start, eager to see what's going to happen when they get out there against Inter-Miami this coming uh, Saturday night at 5 o'clock. Catch it on WGN Channel 9. Let's hear from some of our sponsors. When we come back, talk a little bit more about the Westmont Winter Beer Fest. The break will give me a chance to drink some more of this uh, vanilla cream from Oswego Brewing and Brother Chimp Brewing. And uh, let's hear from all those wonderful people that uh, are sponsors for us here on 1252. Hello. This is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. If real estate is hot right now and you need an attorney to handle all of this, my guy, Mark Berardi, does this all day long. He's a straight shooter. There's no fancy language. He's just to the point. And he and his team get the deal done. There's no BS. He also does estate planning, trusts, wills, and power of attorney. He has great reviews up and down the board from a ton of happy clients. For him and his big team, they're all just down to earth and normal people as much as he is. You will not be disappointed you went with him. He's located in Homer Glen and New Lenox and handles real estate all over Illinois. There's no place too far, so give him a call today at 708-942-8030. Again, that's 708-942-8030. Or look him up online at Mark Berardi and Associates. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. 
Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. Welcome back, and uh, thanks to all of our sponsors here on uh, 1252 and all the shows. Uh, Mike Hughes, who jumps on in, has got a wonderful show. Also, you hear Fat Mike. You hear Harry on Fridays, uh, all kinds of great shows here on 1252. David Schuster had a good one with Greg Gabriel on Sunday night, the Schuster Express. You can check them all out on YouTube and on Twitch and on Spotify with all the audio. Just go to 1252 Sports. You can find all the shows. Um, this past Saturday was the third uh, edition, I guess you'd call it, of the Westmont Winter Beer Fest run by uh, the Westmont Park District. Dustin Cleefish put it together. We had him on as a guest earlier this year, and it was another wonderful, wonderful beer fest uh, at Ty Warner Park in Westmont. It was a little chilly, but the uh, heaters they have in the tents were wonderful. <clears throat> you walk outside to some of their food trucks. Uh, also, Zazo's Pizza was there. Great piece of pizza. Uh, I had that. I had uh, uh, one of the empanadas from the empanada truck and uh, some really good uh, food out there, but it's beer. That's why you go to the Westmont Winter Beer Fest. And if you're looking uh, at the screen, if you're seeing us on Facebook or on uh, YouTube and that, you can see the drink list. And you go, man, oh man, that's a pretty big drink list. And I put checks next to the ones I had. That's only the first side. The back side has the rest of it. So there's like 25 breweries. Now I'm going to go through some of these because um, they were really, really good, and I hope to get some of these people on as guests in future shows here on Hubes, Views, and Brews. First of all, uh, 93 Octane in St. Charles. They do a great, great job. It is in a pride store. Uh, pride stores are a family group that took over some gas stations. This one is in St. Charles. It's got a gas station, and it's got a little store, and then it's got a liquor store, and then it's got a brewery. And they make great, great beer. 93 Octane in St. Charles. They had the 4 by 4 uh, double dry hop, double West Coast IPA, 8.7 um, alcohol by volume. Really, really good, really tasty. Had a chance to talk to uh, Josh and some of the people there. I think Mario's going to get a chance to talk with him and some other people. Brother Chimp Brewing from Aurora. Again, I'm going to hope to have a Steve from Brother Chimp on next week. Had the Tropical Chimp, a hazy New England IPA. Black Horizon Brewing. We've talked about Black Horizon. They've been on the show before. Charles St. Clair has been on, had the nice and toasted, and had to spread the word about the nice and toasted because they were pouring that out of cans. Uh, I talked about the nice and toasted a few weeks back. I had one here on the show, and I went with my neighbor, Jason, and his uh, brother-in-law, Jeff. We had a great time. I said, you got to try the nice and toasted. They were not disappointed. They loved every minute of it from Black Horizon. Bubble House Brewing with John Miller. We've had him on the show already. I had both of his beers, the All Together Now Alt Beer and the uh, Origami Binoculars. It's a Schwarz beer. Schwarz means a black, dark beer. Uh, they were both good, 5% and 5.3%. I'm not getting too high on percentages here. Went to Elmhurst Brewing, kicked it up to 8.8%. The Smooth Jammies. I love the names. That's why I always ask the beer people how they get their names. Smooth Jammies. Oatmeal cookie stout with chocolate, vanilla, and toasted cinnamon. It could not have tasted more like an oatmeal cookie if they had oatmeal cookie in it. I mean, literally in the beer. 
I don't mean before they made it. I mean after they made it. It was so good from Elhurst Brewing. Exit Strategy in Forest Park. I've not been there yet. I'm hoping to get out there. I had their chocolate cherry porter. was very good, 6.7. First Forest Brewing, I told you, with Heather and the people over at First Forest and Hodgkins had a Dylan the Pilot. It is a orange American pale wheat. And Jason, my neighbor who tried it, he said, man, you can really taste. He goes, I like wheat beers. I go, you got to try this then because the orange really comes through. And it did. It was really wonderful. Foreign Exchange and uh, Ricky Cervantes from Foreign Exchange Brewing. He owns it. He does the brewing. He does all of it. I had both of his beers. And the Mango Habanero Tropico, it's a triple hazy IPA, 11% alcohol by volume. The mango gets you in your mouth. And uh, the habanero gets you down at the bottom of your throat. It was so wonderful. I was standing there just watching other <clears throat> other people try it. I think I could use one right now. Um, I was watching other people try it. It was so good and so tasty. Uh, it was nice to see Ricky. We'll get him on the show soon. They also had the Life is Delirious, a strawberry milkshake, double IPA. Again. A strawberry milkshake. Ricky's making awesome beers out at Foreign Exchange. It said on their thing that he has a tap room in Aurora. We'll try to get him on because I did not know he had a tap room. Uh, I'd love to grab some of these beers because the mango habanero was so good. Goldfinger Brewing. I saw Tom Beckman. He was out there. He was bundled up. They got a cask beer coming out March 1st, Tuesday, March 1st. I got it on my calendar already, and we'll talk about it before it happens. Uh, next week's show, I think, it'll be a couple days before that. But I had his Baltic Porter, and that was really good. Uh, Tyler wants to know right now what's your favorite beer going. Uh, I've been in a rut where things all match together. I understand you. You're right, Tyler. I understand. It can happen that way. I really, really like the, the um, Black Horizon Nice and Toasted. I like some of the – I like all the beers. The beers at Goldfinger, because he makes lagers and pilsners, the Vienna Lager is one of my all-time favorite beers in the area. I get that quite often. Uh, and Nick and Ivy, my Linda loves the 1853. They just had a new one called the Dad Bod uh, last week. I've not had a chance to try it yet. Maybe I'll get out there in the next couple days and try the uh, Dad Bod. Uh, Paul Ive, Nick, and the guys out at Nick and Ivy. So I like IPAs a lot. I like APAs, American Pale Ales. Um, and I like stouts. And right now, this is the kind of year where you're getting a lot of stouts. But slowly but surely, you're going to get the lagers. I know Phase 3 is just putting out a Czech-style lager. And I think that's a little bit of the emphasis, or not emphasis, but since Goldfinger started, we're seeing a lot more lagers. And I know Dovetail uh, in the city always did lagers and Hellas lagers and things like that. But out here in the Burbs, Goldfinger's done things that a lot of the other breweries are making lagers. Skeleton Key is going to get back to making all their regular beers. Uh, they've been making um, collaboration beers ever since they had their problems back on Father's Day last year where they had their roof taken off. Uh, but things are really, really good and uh, cannot wait. And, um, yes, the Hubner and the Fat Mike, both delicious over at Nick and Ivy. So I turned the page here, and I see uh, Maplewood Brewery. I had the In Dark, Tr In Dark Trees, a dark lager. 5%. I'm disappointed. There were 50 beers on here, and I only had 19. The hell was I doing? I should have been zipping through these and grabbing more. Um, the Noon Whistle, I had the uh, Rob Boss did it. Uh, Barrel-aged Scotch Ale. That was the first beer I had. And there's a picture of me after I had many of these beers. There's a picture of my feet 
as I was sitting at a park bench, just relaxing uh, with my Skechers. I love my Skechers, extra wide Skechers, 64. I guess you got to be a certain age before you can wear Skechers, but you younger folks are missing out. They're really comfortable shoes. Um, the first beer I had when I walked in was a 10.2% barrel age Scotch ale. And Jeff, the, one of the guys I was with said, really? You're starting with a 10.2? And I said, why not just jump in with both feet in my Skechers? Um, Oswego Brewing, who we're going to try and get on soon. Uh, yes, right. No Velcro on those. They're slip-ons. No Velcro on my Skechers. Uh, the Test Flight Navigator, the Doppelbach I had from Oswego. Penrose Brewing, the Goofy Boots, the Juicy Midwest IPA. Penrose is another one. They've been around for a while. I have not had a chance to go there. Jason Nor, my neighbor, the Black Pills from Goldfinger was very, very good. Black Porter, I think it was, from um, from Goldfinger. Very, very good. Really tasty. Um, that was fun. Pollyanna Brewing, uh, the Vanilla Personal Chain Letter. I was almost surprised they had that there because Jason says, I think we had more than 19. Yeah, Jason and Jeff might have more than 19. I think I hit the food trucks in the bath and the porta potties a couple more times than they did. Again, being 64, that you need that. Um, but the vanilla chain letter, personal chain letter is one of the coolest and good beers from Pollyanna. They make a bunch of them. Uh, I've not had the people from Pollyanna on yet, and I want to get them. That's why Hubes Views and Brews, we're gonna have a lot of uh breweries on. We're gonna do another thing, I think, with the uh the guys that um, do the brew the Brews Cruise, and uh, hopefully I'll get a chance to do with some of those. I want to get Elmer's Brewing on. Riverland's Brewing, another one in St. Charles. A Fortifier, their Doppelbach I had. Two Hound Red in Glen Ellen. They make great beer. They had really good food up there. A block away from Beer Cellar, uh, really good in downtown Glen Ellen. I had their uh, Mexican-style dark lager. Whiskey Hill was there. Had a chance to talk with Eric Flores. He's cranking out some great, great beers in Westmont, the local brewery for the Westmont Winter Beer Fest. I had the uh, Bohemian Breakfast, the uh, Russian Imperial Stout with uh, maple and cocoa nibs and vanilla, 12%. Very, very tasty. And then Wolfton Brewing from Bloomingdale. I can't remember who the guy was that talked at Wolfton. I actually put it in my phone because that was the best way to do it when you're talking to all these people is stick it in your phone. I want to say maybe his name was Ross. Yes, Ross from Wolfton. I saw him had the uh, Pale Moonlight, a Pale Ale. 5.8%, but there were so many great beers, and I think anybody that went to the Westmont Winter Beer Fest can't wait for another beer fest. There's one in Naperville this week. I know that Jason and some of the other people went to um, the Hollywood Boulevard uh, Beer Fest two weeks ago, and they said that was great, wonderful. They had appetizers they were walking around with. Beer fests are awesome. It's a great place for you to mingle with other beer drinkers. Uh, Ricky Cervantes says, great to see you. Yeah, Ricky, it was awesome. And we will get Ricky on because he's just cranking out, as I said, all these great beers. First time I heard about Ricky was I went into Orange and Brew, and Ricky had just got done dropping off beers from his foreign exchange brewery. And Eric Schmidt from Orange and Brew said, do you know Ricky from foreign exchange? They go, no. He goes, ah, I should have introduced you. I didn't get a chance. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Ricky's making great, great beer, and uh, we'll get him on the show because he's uh, he's got a great story. All the brewers have great stories because I was talking to Brother Chimp, some of the people from that brewery, and there's a great story there. Uh, First Forest with Heather. Heather had less, left Prestige uh, Liquors where they started uh, pouring craft beers in the back of the uh, liquor store. She went over to First Forest, and then First Forest ended up closing their doors. They're working on opening again, I think, and we're going to find out more from her in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, this is, it's, it's so much fun. 
going to the beer fest, sampling all this stuff, and then after you sample it, going to the places where you can actually get these beers, going to a beer cellar or Orange and Brew or Open Bottle and um, crafted on the uh, far south side in Mokina and picking up some of these beers and bringing them home and tasting them and sampling them. It's wonderful. And uh, the beer fests are great. I cannot wait for more beer fests as the spring and the summer roll around. Some some sad news. And we talked earlier about Skeleton Key and what happened with them with the tornado ripping off the roof of their place and destroying their tap rooms last year. And they're, I would say they're less than a month away from opening full time. Uh, maybe a soft opening, but I know that they're working on getting their place ready to open again. The bathrooms are back and ready to be used. So you don't need to use the porta potties when you go to Little Key on the weekends. And um, I know that John is cranking out the beer and um, they've got some great stuff going. And then Paul and Emily, uh, once back from their vacation in Mexico, they are going to uh, just kill it. But Twisted Hippo, I had not been there. I knew a lot about it, heard a lot about it. Twisted Hippo in Albany Park. You may have seen it on the news today. A total loss after a fire. Um, they lost everything. And there was another place next to it. It was a little, I want to say it was a recreation place for kids and things like that. They had a tap room and eatery at Twisted Hippo. Uh, they're putting a fundraiser together for them. A GoFundMe, Help Twisted Hippo. Proceeds benefiting their staff and any recovery or relocation costs not covered by insurance. And uh, just a sad, sad thing. Uh, and it, you know, on the weekend, I know a lot of people, they had plans uh, next door at the uh, exercise or gym facility with kids coming in for President's Day and stuff like that. And Twisted Hippo, um, like I said, I don't make it in the city all that much. There, if you're on um, and watching us, um, Fat Mike, my guy, puts up to GoFundMe. Uh, you can usually find it if you go to GoFundMe and then look for Help Twisted Hippo, uh, but he's got the link right there for you. So maybe you can click on that and go to that and uh, donate some money and some time for uh, Twisted Hippo. They're good people. And uh, all of the brewers, um, you know, when you find a place that likes pouring your beer and then you see something like this happen, I know that the beer community, as we saw when uh, Skeleton Key had their problems, uh, the beer community is going to pull together and uh, help them out. So that's wonderful. Um, Another thing, Hopleaf, which I'm embarrassed to say I never uh, put, I never had a chance to go to Hopleaf. Um, but Hopleaf is a one of the first craft beer uh, bars in the city. So on the far north side of the city, uh, two blocks from Evanston. And Hopleaf just turned 30 last week. 30 years old. I know they struggled a little bit during the pandemic, but Hopleaf is a really great place. You get a chance to go there. They worked hard. It's just a regular like neighborhood bar. And they've been pouring uh, craft beers for quite some time. So nice to see that they've made it to 30. Buckle Down Brewing, which we talk about a lot because they just cranking out the beers. Ike Orcutt over in Lyons on 47th Street, just cranking them out. And Buckle Down has a release. They're releasing the beer, just beer. And no, not B-E-E-R, but B-I-E-R. It is a classic um, European style amber lager, uh, more crisp than Oktoberfest, they say, less hoppy than a Pilsner. That's coming out in cans coming up this weekend. And uh, stop on over if you get a chance to buckle down and pick up the uh, beer. So where are you going? I'm going to have a uh, beer. And they say, which one? No, just the beer. 
So, you know, you can be confusing. Uh, Mark Miller, Jim, getting to me. He says, hey, met you at Sockbar. I remember you, Mark. Um, talked about that menu at Buckle Down. Yep. Winter Ale is uh, something. Yeah, all the Winter Ales are good. It's it's amazing. It's funny. These people, Mark, and I appreciate you listening. These people don't. It's funny. On Untapped, one of the beer apps, you'll see people and they'll, they'll say, I had this beer. I didn't like it. It's no good. I'll give it one and a half stars. Listen. If I have a beer and I really like it, I'll put it on untapped, and I don't do it often. I just don't use the app a lot. Uh, I'll put it on three and a half, four stars, whatever. But if I don't like a beer, that doesn't mean it's not a good beer. It just means that I don't necessarily like it. I don't like beers with coffee in them because I don't like coffee. But it might be a wonderful beer for people that love coffee. So I'm never going to criticize a beer that someone makes because these people took their time and the research and developing a beer that they think is really, really good. And, um, you know, they're cranking them out. They're cranking out really, really good beers. And uh, with the upcoming months and warmer weather, being able to drink outside, even Nick and Ivy, where we showed the um, uh, during the commercial, uh, Fat Mike don't like sours. See, sours are an acquired taste. I didn't have any of the sours at the Westmont Winter Beer Fest, but I've had sours that I really liked. But you got to pick and choose. Sometimes I had a lot of um, a key lime pie sour. <laughs> loved it. Absolutely loved it. I love key lime pie. Maybe an apricot sour, maybe I wouldn't like. But then again, back in the day, if you're in your 60s, you probably had an apricot stone sour back in the day. You didn't know what the hell it was, but you've ordered it. And um, those are tasty too. So that's my beer talk for the day. I do have a What's Up Fred's Can. It's going to be kind of an interesting one and uh we'll talk about it when we come back well maybe it's just because you're ugly ugly you gotta be kidding me oh, come on! time for what's up fred's can on 1252 sports chicago Okay, and for this one, actually, Mike, if you could come back on, because um, this one has something to do with, with things you love. Oh. You love dogs. I do. Okay? I do. You love dogs. You've had three I dogs. Three of them. I have three yeah. of them, yeah. Your lovely wife, Megan's uh, Winnie, is walking better, and things are going well. I saw yeah. pictures of Winnie on uh, Facebook. That's a good thing. 20 minutes today at therapy. 20 minutes. There you go. There yeah. you go. So, wife, yeah, she's okay. So Linda and I are moving to Lockport. We moved out. We drove out, looked at our house. They got the windows on. Uh, we were excited. We're very, very excited. We're coming back from there, and we're driving. We're driving down a street where there's a school on the street and just, you know, a street going, semi-busy street going north. Uh, I want to say north and south. In Romeoville, I think this is. No, it wasn't. It was just off of um, – Industri near Industrial Drive, Delhart, I think it's called, or something Delhart, like that. yes, over yeah. by A.B. Martinez. Yes, 135th right. in Normantown, right. Yeah, right over there. So we're driving down the street, and there's a school there, James Mitchum School or something like that. I don't know. Um, and as we're driving, we're approaching it. We're about a block away, and Linda and I both see it at the same time. There is a little dog. It, it was some kind of terrier. It could have been a... I don't know. Could have been a West Highland white, but she had other colors. I don't know breeds and that, but it was a small dog. And yeah. the dog was on the side standing by itself. 
we pulled in just past the dog, pulled into the thing, and Linda, who loves dogs, immediately jumps out of the car <laughs> trying to get the dog. Before we get there, another car stops, and a car stops in the street. This dog runs and hides underneath the car. Oh, no. So now Linda's on one side of the car. The people are on the other side. They're trying to get the dog out from underneath. She's snipping at the people. And as we're doing that, most people stop. Right. Other people were in a fucking hurry. Right. And they were going around the stop cars. My concern was dog gets spooked, runs out from underneath the car. Black car. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, I'm looking, and I'm going, hey, you big effing hurry. And Linda goes, right. calm down, calm down. I yeah. go, this is stupid. They can't wait until we get right. the dog from out under the car. Are they in a hurry? Are they going to miss a sale at the grocery store? Where the hell are you going at 1 o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon or whatever it was? It wasn't even that late. So where the hell are you going? And right. it's like, you know, that pisses me off. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I, I have three dogs here, man. I can only imagine what it's I, – I, I've seen that happen before. I've, I, you know, and a lot of people that know me outside of what I do here at 1252, I own a dog uh, waste business. Um, I've seen it all, man. It, it's crazy. But I'm also the type of guy that almost got a ticket – when I was driving down 111th past Ridgeland in like the south side of the city, uh, in between like Cicero and Pulaski, where, the, yeah. where there there is a there's a funeral there's a funeral home there's a a, a cemetery there. There was a baby deer, and running in the middle of the in the middle of the lane, trying to jump over the fence. Well, the fence is eight feet tall, uh -huh. and it had nowhere to go, so it just kept on jumping into the fence. And the baby deer had a broken jaw. I'm a hunter. All right. I'm a hunter. All right. Like if I had my bow, it would thump. Then I would have took it home for dinner. All right. But this, this, I felt so bad for this thing. I literally drove on the other side of traffic in the middle, in like literally on oncoming traffic. And I had my hazards on going just as fast as the deer was as long as it got into the cemetery. Right. You, you got to right. give these things a chance, man. You got to give them I know. a chance. It's sad. Yeah, I, I've seen it all over the place. It is extremely, extremely sad. We have this, we have this drunk Polish guy in the neighborhood here. He's <laughs> lost two dogs and found two dogs, and now he has. Oh my god! Dogs. I don't know what. Every time this guy loses a dog, he gets a new yeah. dog. Well, we, and now this we, guy has three dogs. I don't know what the hell happens with this guy. I see the same thing with people right behind my house because I live on near Seventy First in uh, in Downers Grove, and there are times where the ducks are crossing the street, mm -hmm. geese, ducks, whatever. And sometimes it's both. We've got them both here. Right. And people are in a hurry. They're going around just trying to get past them, hitting their horn and trying to spook them so they take off so they can get past them. Are you in that much of a damn hurry? Do you have somewhere you really right. have to be? Now, this could also be me because I'm retired. I got nowhere to go. I got nothing to do. <laughs> I get all the time in the world. And so maybe it's just me. But I was so aggravated when the people kept going. And then when as soon as they would get by, the guy would like floor his truck and I yelled, I go, I hope you're effing happy. And it's just you know, right. just right. that little it's stuff like that. Man. You know, what, what the what the what the moral of the story is is this is that people suck. Plain <laughs> and simple. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> you you were I think you were watching the show or you the show that David Schuster did a while back and um when they had all the people from sports phone that jumped on when mm -hmm. I was retiring, we had like yeah. 10 or 12 people from sports phone. And I had told Eric Clemens who Eric Clemens worked with us at sports phone. He worked at ESPN 
and uh, it's a great, great guy. And he was at my wedding back in the day, and he told me, he's laughing. He goes, Fred, I'll always remember something you told me that your dad said. And my dad told me when I was growing up, he goes, listen, when you meet people, just imagine everyone's an asshole until they right. prove otherwise. And I told my girlfriend, Linda, that and she goes, that's just the wrong way to think. It's I said, not. I said, it is, but it's not. I go, think about it. I go, if they're good people, they're going to prove to you immediately that they're good people. And if they're not good people, then you don't need to associate with them. Right. And um, it works pretty well. It works pretty well. To combatting that, though, Fred, if you think everybody's an a- if you think everybody around you is an asshole, <laughs> chances are that you're the asshole. You could look at it that you know, way too. There, there, there's you know there's a yin and a yang to that. But saying, see, you know? there's a, there's a way to just not come in hot. Now that's not. I don't think I you've ever gone to. Yeah, you're you're a guy that comes in hot all I, the time. I'm I'm I am. I admit it. I am an asshole. I've been called much worse by. Far, I've been called an asshole by my father for crying yeah. out loud. All right, my, it's, it's okay. During the breakfast with my buddies yesterday, one guy said, "He goes, I'm not an asshole." He goes, "Jag off, you can use." He goes, "Not, <laughs> not, a, not an asshole." And it's a very, very underused word. You don't use it very. Yeah. You don't hear it very much. Someone, uh, another one that's really funny, and I don't mean to, you know, explicit <laughs> your show here. Yeah, you do. That's that okay. Heard, the word that I heard today that like I as long as it's not the c word. No, it's not. It's not okay. Okay. Dick face. Yep. Dick face. That is the. Did you hear that? Karen and Yurka were talking about that one. That's such a funny word. Yeah, it is. Just, yeah. Just, it's such a funny word. I was cracking up. I was dying. I was like, I was like, can you actually imagine it? The first time I've actually imagined a dick face. Yeah. One of these days, one of these days, uh, there's going to be a network that's brave enough, probably a cable network that's brave enough to put announcers on for sports that allow them to swear when something happens. And, I hope so. and that's because that's the way when you're watching a game at a bar, you're watching a game in someone's basement and a guy takes off or Tyreek Hill makes a great catch and runs and outruns everybody. There are many, many swear words coming out of your mouth and not oh, because yeah. he's not because you're upset because of what he's doing is right. so damn amazing. And the hopefully the Bears and the taunting right. and yada, 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 the backflip, everything. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully the Bears can get a couple guys that uh, can make us yell about that in uh years to come but i wanted to get you on because it was a dog related thing and i knew you like dogs and a big dog fan and uh yeah but the dog finally what happened was the the people the two kids that owned the dog were like three and a half blocks away and they came all the way down and because they lost the dog and they found him because otherwise he wasn't coming out from under the car we worked very good ending good ending all right there we go and that and maybe they can fix their fence it's a what's up, Fred's can with a good ending. There we a go. A happy there ending and a perfect way to end the show. Thanks happy for jumping ending. on, Mike, as Thanks. always. Thanks, Fred. I yeah. appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. And next week, we will uh, be talking more beer, as we always do. We'll get to some sports. Maybe baseball will be a little closer. That's a good one, too. Mark Miller says Dick with ears back in the day was a pretty good one. Uh, sorry for all those people that may be offended, but you get this sometimes on uh, podcasts. I don't usually swear at people, but just, eh, you know. It's fun sometimes. Um, 
next week, hoping to have the guy from uh, the guys from Brother Chimp Brewing on. I hope to run out there maybe on Thursday, try some of their beers. This one, their collaboration with Oswego for the box of chocolates, the vanilla cream is wonderful. I've talked so much, I haven't been able to drink enough. So I will drink as soon as we are done. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Again, thanks to Dustin Cleefish and the people over at Westmont Park District. Another very, very successful winter beer fest. And uh, we'll be talking about that and talking about the beers for a long time to come. We cannot wait for next year's. And uh, I think maybe they should have a Westmont Fall Beer Fest or Summer Beer Fest. Just an idea. Westmont Park District can always use some money. Uh, hopefully I don't put too much on your plate, Dustin. Thanks to everybody who listened. Thanks for, uh, again, you can hear us or see us, see us on, um, uh, my Facebook page, 1252's Facebook page, also on YouTube, Twitch, and you can always hear the audio the day after the show on Spotify. So thanks a lot. Enjoy your beverages. Enjoy your week. We will talk to you again next week on Hubes Views and Brews. Thank you for listening to 1252 Sports Chicago.